On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I discuss some breaking news. We found the punishments for Aaron Rodgers as well as the Packers, and we have some Dalvin Cook news that we will touch on. Then we're going to recap week nine and go into segments of performance of the week, Nathan Peterman Award, stock up, stock down, and preview week 10. And things as always, our two-minute drill. All right, let's go. This week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, we are in a new setting. Yes. For the first I, time. That's something that I really wanted to kind of, to just take a moment to bask in, A, the sound quality that you're all experiencing right now, mm-hmm. and B, hopefully the lovely you know visual aspect of uh, the clips of this podcast that we're going to be sharing on social media. We are in the new... 10k uh house slash studio mm-hmm. it is excellent it is a big upgrade yep and it's good to you know it's good to be here. it's a fresh start yeah the, the, let's not talk about anything that's happened before this <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna push on from the present and we're not gonna we're, nothing's happened before it's not it's not important oh well if you listen to the intro then you know we're gonna talk about it so <laughs> sorry folks <laughs> don't let Kevin discourage you but or deter you everything we will, in the last week we will discuss. Hasn't counted so last week we obviously had the drama of Aaron Rodgers lying to everyone in America <laughs> to, 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 the, to the to the everyone <laughs> to the nation to the world maybe um, to himself about his vaccination status yeah. and uh, he went on. Pat McAfee and kind of explained a little bit more. And poof, uh, yeah, so it was a trip. Can can I can I I, I, gonna, I have yeah, a statement yeah, prepared? Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's let's hear it. Um. So I you know I was at work when this happened, and usually it's the Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. This was on a Thursday, I believe, mm-hmm. that my world ended. Um. And so I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I was seeing these clips that were just as bad as the whole interview ended up being. And it was one of those things where I really I really just wanted to like men in black just zap myself and just forget that that ever happened because it was quite an upsetting event. Um, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, we don't dwell on it, but we're both very much not in uh, agreement with Aaron Rodgers and his many theories, mm-hmm. or Joe Rogan for that matter. <laughs> Uh, we I do not take medical advice from Joe Rogan. We no, do not do that on this podcast. No, usually not. May, if he comes out with something really cool, but th- definitely not. You know, in terms of vaccinations and things like that. So yep. he was talking about how he got canceled by the woke mob and just really hitting. He didn't just hit bingo on like the anti-vax bingo sheet. He hit the whole sheet. Like he covered it. He hit every single square. It was eye-opening yeah because i've always known that rogers you know he's kind of fruity and he likes these weird you know kind of off the beaten path you know like the people that love meditation and then you go like six more steps down the rabbit hole of like alternative medicine yeah i knew he was somewhere down there but i had no idea he was this far and i remembered after this interview after the Bears game, where the people are talking about the, you know, I own you comments, mm. 
he said the phrase woke mob on McAfee that week. And it was this little glitch in the matrix where I just like, what? Uh, 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 no, nah, not, no, nah, it's probably, it's, it's not important. And that was just a little appetizer for the main course. And yeah, I don't know. It, it's a bummer. It really is. It bums me out. I'm sure that, you know, you feel vindicated. I don't hate Aaron. I'll still cheer for Aaron and all that stuff. He's still probably my favorite player of all time, but his off field stuff is very mm, off putting. Yes. It's like, ah, yes, it is. Ah, like, and then and then he came out this week Tuesday on his regular you know appearance on Pat McAfee. Off, I may have misled some people. Yeah, and he uh, he backtracked uh, pretty significantly, <laughs> which was what I was expecting on the Thursday one. He didn't use the term "woke mob" even a single time this week. No. So I don't know. I think apart from a partnership with a local hospital, that's really all that it cost him. Right. You know, from a monetary perspective. But if you want to talk about costing from a monetary perspective, I'm sure you're really happy about the fines that were levied against the organization. I'm not happy. It's extremely lenient. You look at a couple, (laughs) no, you look at the other teams last year that were punished um, being the, I believe it was like the saints as well as um, who was the Raiders being fined like for, as a team, both of them much more than so the, the Packers backstory Packers were fined three hundred thousand dollars which they just make a couple more shares available and they pay that that's easy I mean um, they're, they're, I don't know about that I mean it's a couple shares that's that's a bunch of shares and they're only talking about doing that again a couple of weeks ago yeah well, unrelated but so and then you have the the two fines for players for the Halloween party so it wasn't. It wasn't any protocol. Like it was just because of the the Halloween party. Um, Al Nazard and Aaron Rodgers were fined under fifteen thousand dollars, and that's it. And I, I saw a thing from uh, from Chris Sims uh, today that he tweeted: um, CD Lamb was fined twenty thousand dollars for his jersey for having his jersey untucked last week. Aaron Rodgers was fined fourteen k for ignoring COVID protocols all season that we know of. Obviously there's untucked jerseys put lives at risk, Adam. I mean, you can't just let a guy walk around, but all I can say is the optics of this look horrendous for everyone. And like for, yeah, it looks bad for the NFL. It looks, it looks really like slimy looking for, for Aaron, like Aaron Rodgers literally is just like, that that's it. That's all. Really, that's all it was going to cost me. Okay, all right. Well, there, I mean, there was talk of suspensions and draft picks being uh, taken. Just, and the, the Saints were literally, literally lost a 2022 draft pick for violating COVID protocols last year. And it's just like I, yeah. And the, I don't know. It's the just, only rebuttal no I rhyme have or reason. There's no, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, so consistency. consistency yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the and the NFL is never going to be transparent about it. We're never going to really know. Well, and if you reasoning. want to talk about consistency, your quarterback's been doing maskless press conferences the entire season, they've, too, up until been this a, last they week. They have been. The, there are different rules with that being distance away from the reporters itself. That's the thing that we do not see is how far away they are. There are different protocols in place for that. So that's my rebuttal to that question or to that. And this is just Topic. this is just a moral like thing for me too because I don't really care and I don't think anyone cares the amount that the fine would be it would be negligible to all these guys and all these organizations especially kind of, someone of Aaron Rodgers or like any yeah. start any long term starting quarterback yeah. this is a they they don't even reckon see that it's gone 
Yeah, even to a guy like Alan Lazard, this is not a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, it's more to him than it is to Rogers. But all in all, I thought it was kind of funny that you know that you said they got fined for the Halloween party, and they had the Halloween party this year. They always have had it every year, except for last year, obviously with you know COVID and all that stuff. You know, being like at its peak. And this year, I saw the pictures of Rogers in his costume, but I didn't really see much else besides that. And usually, there's tons of pictures everywhere. And I was like, I wonder why I didn't. Oh, yeah, that's why they're incriminating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's all I really had to say about Rogers. I mean, at this point, it was it was seven days ago. I think it's kind of been talked to death. Yeah. Um. One one special side note: if you're one of those people that is comparing the Rogers backlash to the rugs lack of backlash. You're an idiot because there's nothing to talk about with rugs. What he did was horrible. Yeah. And, and no one's on the other side. No one's no, pro no one DUI is, no, in no. murder and like manslaughter. It, yeah. It's not. So no. I think, do you want to talk? Can we talk about OBJ real quick before we get into the Vikings? Oh yeah. So OB, OBJ um, was released from the Browns. He got what he wanted and he cleared waivers and he can sign. We, we, we've, we're told that he, you know, more like we, we should probably find out who he signs with today. All we heard was his short list, which is the Chiefs, the Saints, and the Packers. He didn't give an order, but we also heard that like Bill is really thirsty. Like Bill Belichick yeah. and the Patriots yeah. want him. Yeah. Because Bill sees a head case wide receiver and he's like, I want to fix, I can Ta- fix him. Tampa Bay does not want him because Arian said he has too many letters. Uh, he literally was quoted by saying he had too many letters. He goes, I already have an AB, I don't need an OBJ. So there's who's going to tell Bruce that. Arians that all players have initials. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, and, and we have a TB and, and we have a, a, a CG like, yeah, like Bruce. It's, it's, I don't know. So, <laughs> so yeah, it calls so him o- BA OBJ, and his brain OBJ can, can sign. We're waiting on news for that. I, um, I don't know. It's just, I don't really see it having, a, what, it's got to be more of an impact than like Josh Gordon, but Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting where he goes. And the impression that I've gotten from the reporting is that the Packers, he said that's the place he wants to go to the most, but they're not offering him the most money. They offered him that minimum. Yeah, I think that's why this didn't get decided today Mm -hmm. because he's really trying to see if he can can eke out a little bit more to go where he wants to go. He's going to go. It's interesting that he has the Saints because it's like, their quarterback situation. Yeah. I feel like you're Yeah, the pack the Packers trading the out a, you know, a Baker for a Trevor Simeon. Like what? Yeah. I, I, I understand the Packers and the Chiefs. I would think, you know, Tampa would be in there, but I guess Tampa's not really pursuing it. I mean, even I could e- even see the Patriots. Like Mac Jones is probably the best if you're gonna go to like a young quarterback or rookie wise. Like sure, well, I'm surprised. Like teams, I mean, like the Chargers aren't making a move. Well, I, I think I think the reason the Saints are in that conversation, he probably wants to go to Green Bay and Kansas City for the quarterback situation, the yeah. offense in general. He wants to go to the Saints because they are going to pay him the most money, probably. Because yeah. Michael Thomas, I don't think we talked about. Um, he's done. He's done for the season again. Again, he's, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Too many slants. Yeah, it's just just slanted out, and yep. so. Um, he'd be the guy there, and I'm sure they're willing to offer him the most money, but mm-hmm. it's the least attractive location. Funny how that works out. Yeah. Um, all right. In uh, in Minnesota-based news, uh, so this came out last night. It's a whirlwind of a Tuesday. Well, it um, came out. It, it was so weird because it came out unprompted, and then later on we figured out kind of what the, the rationale the thing was. Is, the thing is, 
I remember this, like Vikings Twitter. I remember last year. The original incident? No, no, like there was this this girl, this this woman. Um, she was every, female. Every, every single time something would come up with the Vikings or any like popular Vikings Twitter thread, she'd come in just absolutely bashing Dalvin Cook. And everyone's like, who? Like, what? What are you even talking about? And they're like, holy shit, I remember her. Like, she doesn't have a Twitter account anymore. But it's like, oh my gosh. And so so basically what happened was Dalvin Cook's agent comes out last night, gave info to Schefter, and Schefter released it, where it was that Dalvin Cook is currently being, you know, in a civil lawsuit against him at you know, he abused or he, he was in a domestic violence case with this woman in November, 2020. Um, this, this, this woman who the, the stories came out more that she actually, I guess they had seen each other. They were in a, a short relationship and it ended and, you know, Dalvin is moved on. And this woman, I guess had stolen a garage door opener, came in, broke into his house and started macing and threatening at gunpoint Dalvin and a couple house guests. And just, I, I, it's extremely messy. There's a video doesn't show them directly, but they're, it's like, you know, not on their face, but someone's clearly holding the phone kind of like trying to hide it and recording so you could hear it. And she is just refusing to leave and saying, call the cops, go ahead. And he's just like, no, we're, no one wants, no one's going to call the cops. Just get out of here. Like, why are you here? And I guess she had a gun at that point. And it just, it was a hostage situation. It's, it's a clusterfuck. And well, and now, you know, after, you know, Delvin's agent came out with that, Schefter tweeted it mm-hmm. a few hours later, the news broke that she's pressing charges on Delvin yeah. for what sounds like basically the same thing, not in that incident probably, but, but like, it, but it was the, the they're key both thing saying was, that they abused each the other. The key thing was that her, she was abused unprovoked, whereas Dalvin's team is saying she broke in to his house un, like without his knowledge and maced him twice, threatened him with a gun, and then that's where and she was started to be like physically assault one of his female guests or house guests. And that's when Dalvin intervened. And that's where she has the, the doctor DMS that we're seeing. Cause you can tell in the DMS that like got leaked. It's like Instagram DMS where it's like the messages are not even. And it's all like tilted sideways. And it's, it looks, it looks not like a straight up screenshot of a DM. So it looks weird. Um, and you can see her face and she's clearly has, you know, bruises and the, the cut above the nose, which is what was noted in the initial report by the um, Dalvin's team. And, you know, it's they're they're saying self-defense. Either way, it's extremely messy. They're, they're not any worry at the moment for like an exempt list because it's a civil lawsuit. So it's nothing criminal. So he's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be like a Ray Rice situation. It's not going to be you know, any of the other countless ones that we've seen before. Um, yeah. That's definitely not something where it's a, you know, even like a Deshaun Watson situation, yeah. which while civil I- overwhelming evidence, yeah. public sentiment, this is very much the, a, he said, she said that yeah. I don't know if we'll the, ever know. The thing that I cannot stand right happened. now is you have sources like you have places like TMZ 
NFL memes, like they are coming out immediately. They see the Schefter thing where it clearly says where Dalvin's is asserting or Dalvin's team is asserting that he is the victim of this, of like, of not just abuse, but extortion for over a year. Um, they quickly turn and being like Dalvin cook abuses girlfriend. And it's like, that's not even remotely like they, you know, it's, it's a, it's a catchy headline, but it is a, like, you know, a possibly a career ending headline, i.e. look at Ray Rice. He never came back. And it's, it's something yeah, where but you, it's, Ray it's Rice so is on quick. video clocking yeah, exactly, his wife, which we don't have that at, at, at our knowledge. But right like now. he clocked his wife, like, like there was no, 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 there and was that, no altercation. I'm not, I'm not, he just I'm did not, that. I'm yeah. not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm saying they're likening it and making it seem like this is another Ray Rice situation, mm-hmm. which it's it's not. And it, we're gonna know more information as it comes out, but you can just see already how like the media it just gets it just snowballs. And, it's getting canceled by the woke mob. Yeah, and it's it, it, I don't know. It's I, I I'm I think this this is this is fishy, and I don't I and don't. You're know. admittedly somewhat biased opinion. Yes, I am. Yes. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. This is this does not add up. Like there's there are things about this because this woman then she has a history of stabbing her ex husband. I mean, who doesn't? She has a pattern. Of physical assault. Yeah. And it, so it's like, that, I don't know. I, I need more information to come out. We're not, I'm not condemning either party. And it's just like, I, I everyone just needs to stop talking and let more information come out. Like this is. This kind of strikes me as, you know, some degree of an everybody sucks here scenario mm-hmm. where like, I'm sure Delvin like isn't completely well, blameless but i'm sure that well, he, it's not he, as he bad should, as either side is if, making if his story seem. if his story is what what actually happened mm-hmm. he should have come forward right away that's a thing yeah. where it should like he didn't want to involve make it a make a situation in a in a whole matter in a public thing obviously but well, good thing he avoided is. that yeah and so um it's one of those things where maybe they tried to deal with it in house and it got out of hand and you know or a year later so I, I, I just think it's one of those situations where we need more information and Dalvin, him being outward at practice today, being like, I know I'm innocent and information will prove that. And like, I know what my, what, what I, what my team has said or what we have well, said. I mean, that, that's what every I single guy who's ever been no, accused you, of something you would, has you said. Would think that in a situation like if they were actually were, they wouldn't come out immediately. Like there'd be some deflecting, but they'd probably more go and quiet they'd probably go quiet for a little bit because it's like obviously if they if he knew he did something wrong he's not going to immediately come out and be like no no like actually this is this is a bunch of crap like he's gonna probably they're his team's gonna make him be like don't say anything in the media we need more information we need to build our case up a little bit I 100% disagree with everything you just said. Everyone says that it's crap. Deshaun Watson says it's crap, and his is still being decided. Everyone comes out and denies it at first because there's no downside I, to denying it. I don't it. think it's – it's not like so much of like have we heard Deshaun Watson do a press conference, an actual interview about his situation in person. He's him. made statements about it that are like very no, unequivocal. He's never, he's never gone in front of reporters about it though. He's now facing I'm, the I'm almost positive that he has. But... I don't think he has. I mean he may have been like – it never like an actual like, ag- I, not that I've seen. 
I don't know. I feel like we would know that off the top of our head about it. I mean, yeah, I we're not going to know probably no. ever, definitely for a long time. So it's something to note. And you mentioned, you know, Delvin being at practice today as a good thing. Is it because your practice today kind of went off the rails? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, well, okay. We make um, a lot of jokes about Dakota Dozier, I, yeah, I, and I, I don't want to make those jokes no, right now. I personally made a lot of, I, I've had a lot of opinions on Dakota Dozier as a football player, as a starting guard for my favorite team. I don't want that. He's not very good at it. Obviously, the news about him, you know, being hospitalized for COVID is extremely devastating. It is it's something that. You know, it goes beyond the sport of football. And we, you know, my opinions on him as a football player are not important or not relevant to this situation. Obviously, we all want him to, you know, recover as quickly as possible and fully recover as possible. And, um, it, but there are, because of that, there are 29, I guess, players deemed as close contact that are being tested. I don't know the situation of who who among that was vaccinated or not, or which groups which that group was. That is. I, we I mean, don't know any names. I think Zimmer is one of them. Yeah, Zimmer. Coaches, Zimmer is, but players. I have no idea other players. Yeah. So I, you know, I have no idea how many of that. Yeah, is coaches. How many is that? Players. We don't know. So we're, we're going to see. It's only Wednesday, so obviously, a couple days we'll know more about it and what's going to actually come, but. Yeah, but it was a it was a bombshell in practice. Yeah. to follow up that you know the the Delvin Cook bombshell. Yeah, no, earlier I, I mean this basically it, it's like a thing of everything that could go wrong is going wrong. It's I mean it's Murphy's law like to a T right now. And next it's, week it's either going to be the Lions or the Bears. That's yeah. what's going to happen next. Yeah, I just we're all I, taking turns. I, well, I feel like it's a little different in our situation. <laughs> How dare you? We got the brunt end of the stick here. I mean this is. It's bad. Well, the brunt end of the stick. What if you guys don't? I mean, you have a bunch of close contact, but I'm talking about I, I our star player Dakota under a Dozier? civil lawsuit right now, oh, yeah. and one of our players being hospitalized. That hasn't happened for Green Bay. Yeah, you're right. We haven't lost a star player in the last two weeks. Back That's to back, different that he's star players. Personally, done. Dakota Dozier's vaccinated. He's still hospitalized. Devontae Adams is vaccinated, and he's half of what I was talking about. Let's not talk about the other half because I, I it embarrasses like it, it's, me it's, on a deep personal level. It, uh, yeah, it's a little different, but all right, let's. Let's get into the actual games. Um, that's enough news. So let's let's just keep who, it on. Who do, you, who do you want to start with? Where do you want the misery the to start? Let's just keep okay. It on the um, who? I, I just have a. So we were obviously uh, underdogs in this game. It was at Baltimore. Baltimore was five and two. We were obviously three and four. Um, coming off of a very poor performance against a, a in a very winnable game against Dallas when they're without Dak and this is one where I'm like just don't get blown out you know I kind of wish we did because th- yeah. I, I'm stuck in Groundhog Day I'm literally living the same day every Sunday this entire year with the exception of the Seattle Seahawks game and now the first half yeah. was very much that it was only the second half that was not so literally, I only have thirty minutes. This whole season, we are we are in nine week, weeks in. Yeah, we are. Going I have into week thirty 10. minutes of game time where I'm like, "Wow, this is pretty good." Like that's I don't have you know not really like a care in the world essentially, and even then, still was because it was only like a two score game. Well, and the, I feel like the most insidious part of the whole thing is that 
and it's kind of we're, we're opposite sides of the coin, but you look and you see the Vikings up by two touchdowns in the second half. Twice! twice. We had a 14-point lead twice in this yeah. game. And you can't enjoy it on one side of the coin because no. you know what's coming. I have seen this movie before. And I look at it on the other side of the coin, and I wasn't even concerned. And I'm not trying to flex or, like, gloat or anything. Like, I'm telling you, like, and, and you know this better than anyone, it has become, like, mundane for this exact game script to play out week after week where yeah. I thought, well, I mean, the Ravens will come back. And I didn't and I didn't know for sure you guys would lose or not, but I knew that it would come down to the wire, which yeah. obviously it did. Yep. I mean, we have we've gone to overtime three games out of our eight this year. We have seven one score games. Uh the only one not being a one score game was Seattle. Um I I I don't know how much I can handle it because I still have nine more games to get through. Um, Extra long season, baby. Uh, I I obviously this game because we saw uh, very interesting things happen. You know, Kenny Nwangu getting his you know first real game action, and on his second ever attempt, he. Ran a kickback for a touchdown, 98 yards, um, which was awesome. And that was to start the second half. And, you know, there were bright spots here and there. Like Cameron Bynum had to come in because Harrison Smith was out because of COVID. We found that out that morning. Um, He had an interception, a really, really good play where he read Lamar perfect. Lamar had a terrible day throwing the ball. Yes, he had 266 yards, but he hit... Some of his throws were just bad. It was also a first half, second half kind of thing. He yeah, did I, nothing for the first half. Well, I know. Half. All they did in the second. This is where it's frustrating because we had a game where we, what do we do on our first drive? Of course, score a touchdown. We we have to. That's what we do. We are like the best team off off the jump where we had a you know, 50 yard touchdown pass to, to Justin Jefferson, where it's like, yes, please do that more. Keep, keep doing it. And we decided not to, um, Dalvin had a good day. Granted, most of his production came on like three or four carries, um, with one being 66 yards, Justin Jefferson, shout out windmill, the, block. The windmill block, karate chat. Um, it, it was a game where again, Jefferson only being targeted five times. That's a problem. Thielen, yes, seven targets, but only two catches. That's a problem. For six whole yards, yeah. though. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where, like, I, lo- I, I think Tyler Conklin has done a great job, but he should not be outpacing both of those two, like in terms of yardage or targets or catches, whatever. He shouldn't. Um, and it, it, it's one of those situations where, I, I don't know what to say anymore about Clint Kubiak and Mike Zimmer about their turtling, their conservative play in the second half, their Zimmer's over-reliance that his defense will get it done. I'm I'm sorry. They, they, they aren't. You are being way too soft in coverage. You are be, You are playing so scared to lose that you let teams just hang around and it's, and it's it. it, it the, I don't know what else you want. And I just, you, you see, it's like you have plays like the 50 yard touchdown pass and you have, you know, 
throwing it to Conklin deep and getting on the sideline. Even CJ Ham got involved on a long catch. And then you're like, let's just dial it back and throw, you know, bubble screens and tiny little plays in the flat or just constant runs up the middle on first and second down. And I'm just like, you're making us play with a hand tied up behind our back. And we are in a situation where we are the underdog most weeks now. You need to play to win the game. Like, don't, why are you playing scared? Like, if you're the underdog and you're going for the upset, you have to take chances. It's a vicious cycle, though, because then you lose and you get more scared. And but it just like, keeps happening. But it's one of those things where, like, we had we had two takeaways in this game. And we Lamar probably, throwing the ball, had one of his worst games this year, and we couldn't capitalize. We had one, in, Anthony Barr made a phenomenal play in overtime. And we, th- we had a three and out where it was just went, for three yards or something and that whole, and that, that drive. And it's like you, they let us, they gave, they were giving us the game and we couldn't do anything about it. And, you know, we sacked Lamar three times. We pressured him a game without, you know, losing Daniel Hunter and we were still able to generate pressure. And I just, I don't know how we lose this game. I mean, we had Dustin Baker had a great one where he said before today, Teams with a plus two turnover differential, a kickoff return for a touchdown, and a seven-point lead at the start of the fourth quarter were 110-4-1. That is a 96.1% winning percentage. Those teams, you know, obviously won 96% of those games. Vikings' loss to the Ravens makes it now 110-5-1. I mean, it's... We are... We should do a segment every week where it's just you read a Dustin Baker tweet about... How what like, what a horrible thing just happened. Yeah, how how amazing it is that we're doing this in the negative <laughs> like, ways. Like we'll call it like historically Vikings. I mean, we have become so like Zimmer is in, like beat into our offense's brain of like don't take risks. We we can't afford to take risks, you know, don't want to hurt the defense that we have just become such a like we're, we're not throwing it down feel like what are we doing? Like what? What? What are we actually doing in the NFL? Like, look at other teams. Couldn't couldn't tell you. Like, I I just like we're playing 1950s football in 2021. I just I don't understand. And it, we we have such a talented roster, especially on offense, that we're just not using. I it's I don't know. I don't so, know anymore. So you're still sounds like firmly on the fire Zim and Clint. And if you fire Zim, you kind of have to fire your defensive coordinator too, because they're related. Yeah, well, obviously it would be a it would be a change. If we I don't see us firing Zimmer midseason, it would be a shock to me. But if we did, I think then you just promote Andre Patterson, who's one of the co-defensive coordinators. You're, he's our defensive line coach. Uh, you just promote him to the interim, just because he has the the experience and he has a relationship with the locker room. Like it would be an easy. You know, you have the keys for the rest of the season. I don't see him. Also, he's an interim head coach, so who cares? I I don't see him being an actual serious candidate going on, going beyond this year. Um, I, I just, I, I want to know if the if if we're going to fire Zimmer by the end of the season, and like that's already kind of a foregone conclusion. Like, if we don't make the playoffs or we don't go deep in the playoffs, we're going to fire him no matter what. Why are we wasting time? Why are we wasting time rebuilding the infrastructure? That was how I felt about I, McCarthy back in the day, and I'm very 
you know, grateful that, you know, I mean, I don't know, politeness be damned, but at a certain point, it benefits you to get rid of this coach. If you well, know you're yeah, going you're, you're to get rid of anyway, you know, like, you, you, it makes it where if you're a team that missed the playoffs and, or like you already don't have a head coach or you have only an interim in there, you can start interviewing right away, right when the season ends and that you get a leg yeah. up because you know, there's going to be probably four five, six other teams, you know, vying for a new head coach. So, and if there's one guy that you really want in particular, who's maybe an offensive coordinator or a quarterback coach or currently a head coach or whatever. Um, you should do everything you can in your power to make it as easy as possible to get that guy, get your guy, you know? And it, I, I just, I, I don't know at this point, like this the funny thing is we're, a, we're still only a game out of the playoffs, which is like at so this point, is will there, it hurt is us? There still hope. Oh, I, I'm always going to. I'm never, never going to not have hope unless there's unless it's I feel like actually that's your problem. unless it's actually going to be like we are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Like if we well, have yeah, a chance, no, no one has hope for the playoffs when they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Exactly, that's where I stand. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> no one's know, ever done that. If we have a puncher's chance. I'm going to hope to win. I'm never going to root for us to lose. I I can't stand fans that do that. Um, I'm always going to root for us to win every Sunday. But the question does remain: we make the playoffs and we maybe play close to the two seed or maybe we pull an upset and we get knocked out the next round. Like we did a couple of years ago um, against the saints. Like if we keep Zimmer, then I think we really hurt ourselves long-term, but if we are going to fire him anyway, then I'm like, by all means, like, sure. I guess, I don't know. Like it, it is what it is. You're, you're in a lot of emotional turmoil right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. And speaking of emotional turmoil, can I tell you about my weekend? Y- yes. So, as we discussed earlier... You saw a peek at your future. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into that. <laughs> um, so, as we discussed earlier, you know, no Aaron Rodgers this week, which means we get our first regular season start, non-garbage time viewing of the Jordan Love experience. And I want to start off by saying... Jordan Love did not play well. Mm-mm. He did not have a great day. He did not kind of I don't I don't want to say he didn't pass the eyeball test completely, but he looked nervous, he looked flustered at times. He was getting blitzed on like 56%. Oh, yes. Bagnolo was licking his chops. Yeah, I mean they, like fuck it. They were I'm bringing zero blitzes seven. like most of <laughs> <Yeah>. the time. <laughs> yeah. And you know, for a young player like Love, you know, it, it it starts at the line, you know, pre-snap and adjusting the protection, and then getting through your reads as fast as you can in the face of that pressure and having the poise. And so to a certain extent, I am not sold on love, but I'm not out on him either. I think that LaFleur did him zero favors with the offensive scheme. They did nothing to mitigate, you know, the pass rush, no quick routes, no screens, nothing but creative schematically he, to kind even of neuter. then he was he was still missing, you know, pretty quick like out routes or five, ten yard out routes yeah, or well, short and he was, ones. And, and he the, was having a bunch of miscommunications with Devante too, because Devante got back to practice on Saturday. They just haven't gotten time to work together. And like mm-hmm. I said, it wasn't an inspired performance. No. His ending stat line it's better than a lot of quarterbacks' first starts. I don't think that we can definitively call him a bust yet. 
And you know me, like I have never been like a Jordan Love is the future hype train guy. I'm willing to give him a chance in the same way that you say you'll always cheer for the Vikings quarterback. I'm cheering for the guy who's throwing the ball for the Packers. I want him to do well. A lot of people were burying him, including Troy Aikman, whose first career start was like a three-interception, 50-yard disaster. I mean, that was in like, what, the 80s? I, it doesn't it's matter. It's a very different NFL. Not, that It's not that different. Yes, it is. It wasn't the yes, kind of NFL is. where you go, hey, I only you, threw you, three interceptions today. You look at <laughs> you well, look at quarterback stats in the 80s versus 2020s. Yeah. It's but so different. No touchdowns, three picks is still horrible, no matter what time you're in, especially when it's not. It's back in the 80s. It's not like it's the 50s or something. And so, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that there's still potential. I don't think he's a complete bust. I mean, you look at Justin Fields' first start this season with his one net yard. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, he, he's been with the team for over a year. Yeah, so and that's he where suit I suit up. I mean, I, there's no substitute. But he's still practicing every single experience. day. Yeah. He's still practicing every week. The only thing he's not doing is just dressing on Sundays. Yeah. He's still with the team. He's not having game action. He didn't have preseason until this year. I mean, yes, I'd like him to be in a better spot, but are you really are you really telling I, me I that there's no chance that Jordan Love I, works I out? No, I'm not saying that. That'd okay. be, that'd be asinine What are to we say. arguing about? I'm not I'm just saying like uh, you, I don't it, know it made, what, I don't know if you know what you're this saying. This gave this gave the Aaron Rodgers team a fuck ton of leverage. Like the Packers organization has zero leverage with with like because like Aaron Rodgers can be like, hey, what did I do in my first start against the Bears on Monday night? It was really good. His first career start had worse stats than Jordan Love. I don't think it did. Start. Yeah, it did. I, I'm pretty sure it didn't. Yeah, At least they, they, they were wrong let's on furiously the, Google, and they were wrong on the broadcast, and they were talking about because that was brought up, or they were. It was not on the broadcast. It was like the aftermath of this, like a Good Morning Football or something. Oh, I'm sure, and, and it was discussed, you know, ad nauseum. Like I'm pretty sure it was like a, like a, or maybe like it was like a podcast, like James Jones and some other people. Wrong. Well, James Jones has never been wrong, so that's fair. Um, <laughs> let me let me find this. You talk about how much you not, hate not Jordan first Love. game action, but first start his actual first start. Um, so I, the thing that I'm saying is that Aaron Rodgers' team is like, you know. They're gonna he he can do basically whatever he wants. Obviously the Packers are gonna want to make him stay, but any leverage they have will be like, we have the future kind of already right here. We don't need you anymore at the moment. You know, we want to move on. They can't say that based on what we have. It's granted, it's the smallest sample size you can have of one game, but I don't know. With a guy like Aaron Rodgers not gonna miss another start, most likely. Well, While he's, he's, he's in question for this coming week. But I know, yeah. but like, but like, th- I don't want to say this was his chance, but he did himself no favors. I mean, this is no. And, and I mean, he I did pull it together Arrow, in the fourth Arrowhead, quarter, though. Arrowhead's a tough place to play, but the Chiefs, as we've talked about, their defense is not good. It's not like he was going against, you know, a Bills defense who's been really good the last few weeks, or. Um, you know, like a, like any, any other powerhouse, any other powerhouse, um, or a Rams. You know, it, it, it's it's the Chiefs who have been statistically speaking one of the worst defenses in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I yes, they have playmakers, and I'm sure they were a little. You know, Spagnuolo is going to blitz them, but I I don't know, man. Like there was there wasn't a throw that I that 
that was happening or usually a couple throws. Like even Justin Fields on Monday night, he, he pretty he played yeah, and very, he, he, and he he's a very in like his game. fifth game, and he's still having poor games and then having to come I back know, and make these big si- throws. My, my point is, he still has or he's had a handful of throws each game where you're like, okay, there's there is there is that little something there. There wasn't anything that we saw from Jordan Love that showed that. It's only it's early. It's I one feel game. like we're in the same place. You're just looking at it glass half empty, and I'm looking at it glass half full. I'm I never not saying, I didn't said any take about Jordan Jordan Love. You're I'm, saying that he sucks. I'm not saying I, he. What sucked are you saying? This game, yeah, he He's, didn't play very well. I have yet to say Jordan Love sucks. I'm saying Jordan Love was everything that he showed was like this is not a guy we can. You go Lean on a five-minute tirade about how bad he was. I'm told, I'm trying to vamp here. Yeah, I couldn't find it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, regardless, Jordan Love, it was rough. Um, I, you know, I think it's been covered also ad nauseum, and and we'll see. I mean, like I said, if Jordan Love would have come out and balled out, that gives the Packers tons of leverage. He didn't do that, um, so it's still very much a nebulous situation. Again, I put a lot of that on Lafleur. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. He's usually, you know, good at scheming against things like pass rush, which you gotta know they're gonna blitz your rookie. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's playing a rookie one hundred and one, and he seemed totally flustered. The offensive line absolutely falling apart. Bakhtiari activated this week, so hopefully that gets better. Um, but my big takeaway, I had two big takeaways about the other phase of the game for the Packers. I have in my notes, special teams, dot, 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 holy fucking shit. Um, Two missed field goals. We cut the long snapper last week and elevated the long snapper from the practice squad. Mm -hmm. Clearly, that was a mistake. I don't... Why... What a weird, unforced error. How much are you paying the long snapper that you need to make a change? Uh, I mean, so bad... the, The long snapping's bad. Our new punter can't hold the ball with the laces out. Mm -hmm. Crosby is kicking it too low, and the offensive line is getting absolutely blown to shit every single field goal. So they're blocking it. I mean, literally nothing is going right on a field goal unit. They had two misses, which I don't know if you want to check the score. Would have tied this fucking game. Yeah. Um, And two muffed punts. Yeah. The Amari Rodgers experiment has failed. His job is to run in motion across the formation before the play and then and then just take a break and, and think about something else. Mm-hmm. I am out on Amari Rodgers until proven otherwise. And I know, you know, Devontae Adams had two bad years. I'm not saying his career is over. Yeah. But I'd rather not see him returning punts because clearly he just can't find the ball or make that decision. Now he's thinking about it too much and he's not catching it. The whole special teams experience as per usual with the Packers, continues to be just terrible. Um, that coordinator needs to get fired, and they need to stop hiring the assistant of the last coordinator they fired because it's this incestuous bullshit, and they're like, how oh, does it keep happening? It's because it's because of that. Yeah. Um, and then my other takeaway, defense played their asses off this game. Granted, the Chiefs aren't. You know the Chiefs of old. Yeah, they're they're a little they're a little weird right now. Like they're, they just... they're a little weird right now. But having said that, I mean, you still held them to only thirteen points. I you I, know one I touchdown like, at the beginning. Is Mahomes hurt? Do we? think... Oh, you're gonna do that? No, I'm just saying. Like, no, Mahomes is addicted to off-platform throws, which are innately less accurate. Mm. Um, I, I will say, after watching this, like, I haven't I haven't watched like 
full. I guess I watched the Bills Chiefs. There are I what I've noticed, this is like one of those years where like, you know, typically every year you have a player on your team, you know, maybe they have a little off off run where they're like, you know, receivers not catching balls they normally catch, yeah. running backs not breaking tackles or making guys miss like they usually do. I feel like what we're seeing right now with the Chiefs the last few weeks here, because the beginning of the year, their offense was really good. And then their defense was so bad, it didn't matter. The last handful of weeks, the defense has been much better. The offense has disappeared. And I, I'm what I've seen is a common trend. Like receivers are just granted two legit receivers in Kelsey and Hill. Everyone else is like, you know, Pringle and Robinson and, and what are you going to do? Dare you disrespect Byron Pringle? <laughs> and it's like you know whatever you because like they you know they lost Sammy Watkins obviously, and so I mean Sammy Watkins was yeah, very but, good but, but he's always been like consistent. Like he's not going to have he's two, been consistently not good. Yeah, but like he's been able to. He's not going to have flashy numbers, but he doesn't. You typically like drop a ball that he should normally like right in his hands. You know, like directly. Yeah. Like he's he, maybe he might be hurt for a little bit, banged up, or might go through hot streaks or cold streaks, but he's usually reliable. That's my point. He's a veteran yeah. that's reliable. And their supporting pieces just don't have it well, right yeah, now. Well, yeah, their run game, you know, Edwards Alaire's still been hurt. He wasn't um, that great before he got hurt. And I, I think, you know, they have no run game, and their offensive line is very new this year. They have, it's all new offensive linemen, like starting offensive linemen. So that's obviously and, and a objectively thing. kind of in their own. Each guy is like pretty good, but yeah. they're not they're not meshing. But well. when you couple that with Mahomes not being at Mahomes level that we've been accustomed to, it's just snowballs. And I think I think literally like Kelsey's had a had a rough year. He's dropping balls more than he used used to. Hill is not you know, being as explosive or not getting the separation or not. I don't know what it is. He's just kind did of disappears. Antoine Winfield Jr. Kill Tyree kill. I don't know. He, he killed the NFL with the taunting rule, I guess. Oh, Fucking Jesus. Stupid. Yeah, that was not, we'll get into that later, but um, I have a coming up in one of my segments. Um, <laughs> I, I think that this is a situation of like ever, like a lot of people on offense just having very cold streaks right now. And that's what we're seeing in the chiefs. Call it what it is. Like I just, We've seen too much from this Chiefs offense that prove otherwise that this is what we should know. Yeah. Like the Chiefs are way better than what we're seeing. And that's where I'm going to I'm going to keep on it because I'm like I'm sorry, they're better than this. Yeah. I just well, I don't know. And, and the most insidious part of that is that this game was close the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. Even though the Packers didn't score until like the end of the fourth Til, quarter. Like, under 5 minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like very close. It was their last possession, whatever it was. And so it was never yeah, on, a, on a fourth and five at four fifty four left. For 20, yeah. yeah. And so it was never out of reach. So I had to sit there, watch the whole damn thing, which I probably would have anyway, just to like watch Jordan love. I mean, yeah, yeah like it, it's, it's worth watching, but I'm sitting there watching it and <sighs> Jalen turned the podcast off. She doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend comes home. She was hanging out with one of her friends and she opens the door. My girlfriend listens. Hi page. Hi page. Thank you. Um, and she opens the door and her friend came back to our apartment with her, which is whatever, you know, it's fine. I'm just sitting in the living room watching the game. And they brought her friend's newborn child. Mm-hmm. And I want to preface this by saying it's nobody's fault that the baby was crying. Babies cry. I don't blame the baby. I don't blame the friend. And I don't blame my girlfriend. But I just want to paint you this picture. I was really hoping for a Kevin Williams babies. Of me sitting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great of, of me sitting in my living room. <laughs> 
in my Packer jersey watching Jordan Love struggle, losing to the Chiefs, and the whole time, all I can hear is just... And just the baby shrieking because it was upset. And I was just sitting there. I was like, this is the darkest timeline. Like, this is the worst that this game could be going right now. Because if it was a blowout, I could turn it off and I could go do something else. But it, I, I'm stuck here in this moment. And I just, I had to revel in it for a second. And I think it's the universe balancing out how happy I was after the Cardinals the week before, where it's like, Kevin's way too happy. We gotta, we gotta, you know crank that anxiety way the hell up <laughs> um so that that's my story i just wanted to to have that on the record yeah yeah that was that was the last note i had uh kansas city you guys are assholes for giving uh jordan loves mom and girlfriend <laughs> literally the worst seats in the whole fucking stadium I think the best tweet i saw was like it was like a shot it was, the blimp. It was, it yeah. was a shot of like kids was like oh jordan loves mom took this yeah it was a shot from like a blimp <laughs> over the stadium and they're like this this picture was taken by jordan loves mom i mean the the back row of the top bowl like Jesus Christ. Come on, guys. Like, you didn't get no respect. Are you kidding me? Yeah, those were the only two seats you had. Yeah, man. I mean, Kansas City fans are crazy. I really want to go to a game at Arrowhead, though. Like, I think that just the environment would be cool. I hope it would be in the next 10, year, 10 15 years when Mahomes is still their quarterback. But we'll he, yeah, he, he sucks now. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, right, I think that's, that's all, right, all I yeah, had. Are let, we going to go into segments? Let's go to segments. Sweet. All right. Performance of the week. This actually works because we highlighted a game last week which we are not going to talk about in depth, but it's the Sunday night game, Titans at Rams. My performance of the week goes to the Titans' defense. Uh, this was a, like, welcome back to Detroit, Matthew Stafford game. Mm-hmm. I, I Maybe even worse than that, because, like, he was never really that bad in Detroit. Like, he had some interceptions no, he, he because was he was throwing like, head scratches but, like, this week. that one in the end zone? Yikes. I guess he's, like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, maybe this is so big brained. He's like, I can't take a sack because what happens if I take a sack? They get two points, then they get the ball and score another seven. So if I just throw an interception here, they only get seven instead of nine. <laughs> so there you go. Didn't that, matter. They people were talking 16. about that with Carson Wentz uh, this last week, too, <laughs> yeah. and his like end zone pick six for one. Yeah, he yard. wenced it, man. I mean, it was like a, it was one of those things where, like, what the fuck are you doing? And I mean, the Titans making a statement in the last dude, couple of weeks, the too. Titans, Seven and two. No one's playing better football than the Titans. No. And they, like, they have lost Derrick Henry, and it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. You, you go back the last four weeks, they beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs by 20 fucking four. If, if you were to read off the stat line of Tannehill, this game, 19 of 27, 143, a touchdown, interception, average completion, or average attempt was only 5.3, and he was sacked three times. I'd say they got boat raced and they only had 16 under they had 69 rushing yards as a team yeah they're like creating points out of nothing like you can't the, find in the box this, score where the points this came from. defense is absurd like this they had a bad game from aj brown where he was in his own head he yep. was dropping balls that he should not have dropped probably had some more chipotle and you know julio jones was only targeted four times he got four catches for 35 yards but he's you know we've already talked about it like he's a shell of his former self of his dominant self and but their defense i mean they sacked stafford five times pressured him i don't even know how many times they hit him 11 times yeah i mean this this is from a defense that was not really that good. opened the year getting blown the fuck up by Jeffrey the cardinals simmons is a 
is a scary like he Aaron Donald Aaron Donald today and Aaron Donald is the baddest motherfucker in the NFL and has been for a long time and like he did he just did better than he did at his position and I just man the defense like the Vrabel's got him going in Tennessee and I don't know that's cool I like it yep so my performance of the week and I'm gonna kind of package deal my performance to Nathan Peterman oh nice so the the performance half of this my performance of the week is ghosts because Bill Belichick <laughs> is going to be there the day Sam Darnold <laughs> <Yeah>. dies. <laughs> Sam Darnold had the infamous game earlier no, in his no, career. Bill Belichick is going to come back as a ghost. Yeah, as a ghost. Be like, <laughs> you seeing this? No, God, please. <laughs> so Sam Darnold earlier in his career had the infamous primetime. I think it was like oh, Monday Night Football or yeah, something. Yeah, it was. Where he mic'd up on the sidelines, told one of his teammates that he was seeing ghosts against the Patriots. He threw like a bunch of interceptions. Horrible, horrible game. And, I mean, the same exact thing happened this week. You know, Sam Darnold now on the Carolina Panthers, he can't get away. Yeah. He threw three interceptions. Yeah. I, just an awful, awful performance to kind of follow up. You know, he's kind of been spiraling. Mm-hmm. And that is the Nathan Peterman half of this equation, which is the Panthers' front office. Mm-hmm. At, after a certain amount of time, it's kind of like beating a dead horse where yeah. – you know, you can't hate Sam Darnold for being Sam Darnold. He can't yeah. be anyone else. He's Sam Darnold. Yep. And you have to know that. They gave up picks. They're paying him a decent amount of money. And they passed up on an opportunity to draft the guy who just beat them, Mac Jones, like, along I think, with I think he's several like, other he's quarterbacks. Like guaranteed like 18 or 20. or I think 19, yeah, is what 19 I remember. Million, yeah. like, he's, and it's fully guaranteed. He's playing... As bad as we've ever seen, he is who we thought he was. Why, why is Joe Brady getting love? He's the passing coordinator for them. I don't know. Uh, he was the Joe, you know, he was part with Joe Burrow at LSU, and that's what got him his job. What has he done to warrant it? I not, don't understand. Not a lot this year. Like, Darnold is thrown under two thousand yards, seven touchdowns only, and eleven interceptions. And I'm like, I don't really know what to say anymore about him. Like. Yeah, and so I guess just my Nathan Peterman in general, just the whole front, you know, that whole decision yeah, to to get Sam Darnold and to forego a rookie quarterback. I mean, they picked J.C. Horn, who was looking good until he got hurt. Now he's not even playing, so you yeah. just have the worst of both worlds. Yeah, All-time backfire. All right, my Nathan Peterman award goes to the Bills' offense. What the fuck would, did, did we see on Sunday, I don't know. Josh Josh Allen got Josh Allen. The, like, the, the violence, yeah. I, I I think he was he was what sacked by him just once. I think just once and picked but off. Then he was picked off by Josh Allen, and Josh Allen I think recovered a fumble. I just I I I don't I don't know, man. Like it's like what's a, happening. It's like a glitch in the matrix. Like Josh Allen can only be. You know the best Josh Allen on the field. Like he yeah. can't, he can't deal with someone else in the mirror image and the Spider Man meme. Yeah, it, it was it broke. Jo- Josh Allen resorted to, you know, first and second year Josh Allen, and not third year what we saw last year. And it's, I don't know. It, I, I, I still think he's. I mean, he's fine. He's thrown twenty touchdowns and only five interceptions. Yeah, I mean, this like, is not. It, it was a weird game. I don't know. I, I just think like. The Bills are a very good team, but they have the opportunity or chances to have a clunkers of this because they have zero run game. And yeah, and when Z- when, Zach Moss left this game. Yeah, when when Josh Allen's not on or their pass their their offensive line is not on, they're fucked. 
Like they they have no chance of running unless it's Josh Allen running. Yeah, yeah. Which, they put they put up six points. You yeah, know, like there's no touchdowns. I I am sorry for anyone that went to this game. I'm glad I didn't Oof. watch it. I, I had because I had red zone. I had and it on Sunday it was ticket. Never on. I had it on Sunday ticket for fantasy reasons, just to you know keep it on and wanted to see. And I was expecting a lot of points. No, no, no. it was bad. Yeah. Um. All right. Stock up. Stock down. Uh, what's your stock up this week? My stock up is uh, the Joker, the Batman villain, uh, because this was a week of chaos. <laughs> uh, we had all of the fucking underdogs winning. We had some, you know, some smaller ones: Giants plus three and a half, Browns plus two, you know, Cardinals plus four. That all won outright. We also had Falcons at six and a half, Broncos at ten, Titans at seven and a half, and fucking Jaguars at plus fourteen. I mean, it was an all-time week for underdogs winning outright, not even just covering the spread. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I, I mean, if you got through this week, and I know I was lucky enough to escape in an, in an eliminator pool hey, the after Vi- this hey, week. The Vikings covered the spread. Oh, yeah. oh, good, good job. Well, you talk about underdogs covering the spread, you know. There you go. There's there's one. I'm I'm really I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. You could have been named in this segment if you guys had won outright. Yeah, well, I'm still a part of it because you said cover the spread. So. Well, no, I'm not I don't care about covering the spread. Well, it's yeah. just winning outright. This is for winners only. Then why did you talk about covering the spread? Cuz I'm saying not just, but also winning outright. No, well. So that's my stock up. It's a big week for the Joker. I'm sure you loved it. All right, my stock up goes to the Manning cast curse so oh, buddy if if you're not familiar with this every there's a there's a handful of weeks where on espn 2 which i recommend you watch because espn monday night football announcers are trash they they're terrible um trash and th- like literally on monday the kick for the bears uh oh, dan yeah. levy or whatever Steve that was levy, an optical he's illusion like, he's like and it hits the crossbar and oh, it's short. <laughs> it like and it was like short. 15 yards short. It like rolled through the end zone. He's like, oh, my angle was much different. It's like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Sorry, Steve. Like, it was bad. Um, so the Manning cast curse is every every few weeks or ever, like in stretches, the Manning brothers, Eli and Peyton, have, they, they watch games and they basically they don't really commentate on the game what's actually happening. They just react. So, and then they give their it's insight. It's like they're just hanging out. Yeah, and it's great. Like, yeah. it actually is, like, really good, like, insight. You get to hear what their dyke takes are on it. Um, it's all The game's kind of in the background. But they always have, like, four guests, one a quarter. And there's been a stretch of when current players, it's players that are retired, playing, other people around the NFL or not even NFL-related people are, ho- are guests on it. Well, they've had six Six of their live guests that they've had that are actually still playing. Um, Travis Kelsey was on week one. The Chiefs lost in week two. Russell Wilson was a guest on week week one. The Seahawks lost in week two. Gronk was a guest on week two. The Bucks lost in week three. Stafford was a guest in week three. The Rams lost in week four. Brady was a guest on week seven, which was an all-timer. And that was great. Like, it was just... He, there's so many shots that Peyton happened in this. It's it's hysterical because like I feel kind of bad for Peyton. Like he's just you know like, I'm just trying to live my life. I don't I don't feel bad. Like for sorry I, I've gained a few pounds or my head's really big. Like it's just just always the same and it's just perfect. Like little brother. I don't I don't know um, how you can make big head jokes. Eli 
sitting right there. Like, I don't know. Ah, well, because Peyton's forehead's massive. Eli at least has. Yeah, I guess I Eli it was more of a helmet problem. Yeah. I think. Um, but then the Bucks lost in Week Eight, and then Josh Allen was on in Week Eight, and the the Bills lost in Week Nine. I mean, this is. This rivals the Madden curse. I mean, it is. This is why Rodgers made himself unbookable, is so he could avoid oh, this yeah, curse. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, so that's my stock up. So nice. Kudos, to Madden, Madden cast curse or Manning cast curse. Uh, my stock down. It's a game that we haven't covered yet. We haven't. I don't think. I mean, we've kind of alluded to it, but we haven't really talked about it. And my stock down is America, because America's team. <laughs> Got boat raced by the Denver Broncos. And not only is it America's team, they had red, white, and blue stripes on their helmets to honor America. It was in Dallas, too. I mean, the whole thing. They were America'd out the ass. Yeah. And they got destroyed. So stock down America because that's the only thing I can think of think as to like, how the Cowboys I'm dropped this sure game. I'm pretty sure it was like 27 to 0. Yeah, it was it was 27 to 0. So and that should be the final score. Those last 16 garbage time desperation yeah. points were never going to change anything. Yeah. Um yeah, the Cowboys, I don't know what happened to them this week. I it, it defies all logic, honestly. Like yeah. I kept watching and waiting for them to come back and I still don't think the Broncos are good, so I don't know what to think about the Cowboys. Yeah, I I don't know. I they they should have lost two in a row, and now like Dak was back, like it was yeah, like they uh, were at full strength. I, I don't know. It was weird. I know Zeke got banged up, and he I think he left the game, and he wasn't really. I think he came back, but though, like yeah, like know. he could, I don't know. The the Dak had a really bad game, and I I don't know. Vic Fangio had a had a great one, so. Not only is still going to save his job, but we'll see. Um, all right, my stock down goes the 49ers. Um, Yeesh. I, I thought I, I was expecting better of you. I don't know. Kyle Shanahan has the same win percentage record as Drew Locke does, or as the, the Broncos do, and Drew Locke started games. So, yeah. Uh, was, I'm was, out was, on Shanahan. Was Shanahan anointed anointed too early? Yes. Like he had obviously had the MVP season with Matt Ryan, and then when Jimmy Garoppolo came in for them, or like you know he or when they traded for him and he won like six straight games or whatever it was, won like six or seven and one or seven and two. Um, that I was like, oh wow, Shanahan's a genius. Like I I still think Shanahan's very good. Well, he, I, I he would did ve- get to the Super Bowl. I would, I would but... love, I would love to have Kyle Shanahan as my head coach with my with the current roster offense that the Vikings have right now. I'd love that. I love basically any offensive minded coach. But that being said, Niners, I don't know what the problem is. Their defense is not very good. Garoppolo's a mess. Trey Lance is. It's too early for him. I, I don't know. Bad couple of years. Very underwhelming. And I feel like this is the second year in a row. And last year it was, oh, everyone's hurt. And like, that is. Which they were. That is semi valid. But at the same time, this just keeps happening where yeah. they just keep, you know, you, you blink and they're, and you're they're not you're three not and six you're or not something. In a, a division that you can afford this. No, they're in the toughest division. Yeah. And they, I mean, they have weapons. Like, I'm not, I'm not really worried about the Niners at all. 
Like they have good, they have good players, but like if I were you, I'd be I'd be worried about everyone because well, it's going to go to overtime. Yeah, but there, there, it's like one of those things. Where I'm saying like if I had to face them in the playoffs, they're not the Niners that they were a couple of years ago. Like I would still be worried. I want that on the record. Yeah. I haven't recovered from that. <laughs> I guess I don't have like the personal. My God, that's Raheem Mostert's music. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's yeah. just it's... tough, tough, uh, tough situation for Kyle. Yeah. All right, um, you give your stock down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, yes. let's go to week 10. Week 10 preview. Um, okay, so we got a, we got a few games in here. Um, we Let's start off. Both of us actually play it after 3 o'clock, pretty sure, this week. Which sucks because that means it's not going to be on my TV and I got to put the freaking laptop on. Correct. So uh, the, I, I think... We play first, yeah. So we're at three oh five. Vikings go to uh, L.A. to play the Chargers. You it, almost, you almost said something there. I did, but I almost said that it's basically another home game because it's going to be. Last time we played the Chargers in L.A., we had over, I think, half the stadium as Vikings fans. So is what it is like that's great you know, against the chargers that's kind of that's actually bad you should have at least 75 percent against the chargers okay. i mean <laughs> i don't know the exact number I, <laughs> I i played it safe by 50 percent. so this game i this is one of those things where it's like i only i know it's only like a couple game different but like a one game difference but being four and five feels drastically better than being three and six like we're at that point of the year where your record, like you're at four and five, you're like, okay, you know, we can we can turn this game around, we turn this season around, but three and six, that's that feels like a death sentence. Three and six is where it starts to feel hopeless. Yeah. Um, because you know, even if you you like win out at eleven and six, that's an in the hunt kind of situation yeah. potentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I think- in, in this situation with the third playoff or the third wild card, hell, nine and eight might do it. 10 and 7 probably will for the seventh spot based on who those teams are. Yeah. Like I I but don't there, know. There's something about doubling you your losses at, yeah, yeah, of that, your wins like yeah, that. That's, that's it's a bad look and I yeah. think for a team like the Vikings that you know, there's been tons of seven of, of our eight one are one score games. Yeah, they're just tired. Yeah. Well, it, it's one of those things like seven like one score games, you look at it those are usually decided by a turnover here or there, a call here or there, or a season, a series here and there. You know, like it comes down to you shrink the overall game, and it allows fans to either go in the, well, we could be a lot better. Like our record should be, it could be a lot better than it is, or it could be a lot worse. Like the Vikings, based on how we played, we could easily be, I don't know, one in seven. Or seven and one and anywhere in between, which we are in between right now. But like, that's how games have gone this year. And it's like, you can make an argument. We should have lost. We could, we very well could have lost the Lions game. Well, we could have very well won the Cardinals game. Like there, every game is like a flip of a coin. It feels like, and that sucks as a fan, because now I'm just like, I have to watch every week because we're never going to get blown out. As as your I'm speaking as your friend right now. I it's and not it's as unhealthy. a Packer fan. As your friend, I hope you get blown out. I, so you can just I, cut the fucking I, cord. I just want a blowout. I don't <laughs> care if it's us doing it or them doing it to us. I don't. I can't do another one score game, man. 
eight out of nine is too many. <laughs> Seven out of eight is too many. I I don't I, I don't know what to say. Fast forward. The rules of overtime are that yeah, this is the dude, guy in the center fuck. of the field. Like I, I've seen this too much. Uh, what do you think the line is? I'm gonna give the line uh, Chargers two and a half. Chargers three. Yeah, Chargers three fair. over under fifty three. I mean, the Chargers so, have been underwhelming the last couple of months. Yeah, Herbert's, they barely escaped this Herbert's last week. Herbert's had with some the win. weird games. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Their defense is hit or miss. I the whole team is hit or miss. I They're very know. inconsistent, yeah. and they have a high ceiling, but I feel like they have a pretty low floor. Yeah. Uh, next game obviously is the Packer game, three twenty five. Uh, that is, you actually will be able to watch them both because Packers are at CBS. Oh shit. There we go. And Vikings are at Fox. And I don't see the, uh, where they're the all the Eagles, NFC Eagles, game is Eagles on Broncos is not going to be on huh. the nationwide one. So you'll no, see that. Yeah. Or in our network. So Seahawks, your favorite going to green Bay or one of your favorites. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I still Russell's coming back. I still don't like the Seahawks, Bakhtiari, but maybe I don't think he plays this week though. Bakhtiari has been be pulled out. off the pup yep. this week. Um, so he could be, he's been in the window, you know, potentially being activated for a few weeks now. I could see it happening. I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't though. Mm-hmm. I think the big story here obviously is, you know, whether or not Rogers plays based on, you know, what we know, the first day he could be back in the building would be the Saturday before the day before this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Russell Wilson is also not for sure a go. He got a pin taken out of his finger like a week ago, and he's recovering from that I think injury. Close, he's playing. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. I'm just saying there is a world where this is Geno Smith versus Jordan Love and honestly Wolf. I don't wanna I don't wanna live in I don't that know. World. I feel like that'd be kind of fun. I don't wanna <laughs> live in that world. You have Jamal Adams taking balls of the face and just refusing the to catch in the ball. best in the nation. The best in the nation. Yeah. I, I don't know. So this game, if it's another Jordan Love game, it's at home now. Matt LaFleur better come up with some better shit a week removed from the disaster that unfolded last week to help his rookie quarterback out. And we'll see what happens. I mean, they could very much lose, but I mean, they were so close to being the Chiefs, and everything went wrong. Yeah, and the Seahawks are not like a powerhouse this year. They have had their issues too, especially you know they've had issues on defense. They had freaking blitz boy out there <laughs> getting hit in the face of footballs. Got lineman hands. Yeah, so <laughs> I could I could definitely see it going either way. If Rodgers is back, I mean, this is a game that you know you got to take care of at home. You got to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Russell's back, that makes it harder. But I still would expect a victory. I what think. do you think the line is? Um, well, I think right now the prevailing theory is that Rodgers will be playing. I think also Russell will be playing. I think right now the line's probably set for both those guys to be there. And in that case, I would give the Packers three and a half. Packers three. Yep. So basically, it's like a stock. You're the home team, which is also just go. kind of a safe. Like if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, I mean, well, then it, it, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, Vegas just doesn't know what the fuck to do right now. So yeah, and the over under is only set at forty nine and a half, which is interesting. Um, it's might have some rain or precipitation at the moment. Mm-hmm. Forty one to forty one degrees, some moisture. So I don't know. I think that they could be might, snow in that case. I think with that over under though, it's it's kind of safeguarding because it's under 50 that it's not going to be a Wilson Rogers a shootout like I, yeah. I I I just or if it is I think they're like they're both coming off and not playing and 
you know. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I think that makes sense. And yeah, well, I don't know, it's, like, it's hard to really like go in are, depth. With are this Seahawks game. Packer games ever far away from each other? Like they're usually pretty close. Like for the most part. Oh, you mean like score wise? Yeah, like they're usually. A here a thing here and there that kind of decides it. Like yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember know. all the scores. Only only the one that broke me. Um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. And yeah, I the don't know. The final score, not the halftime score. No, it was, the halftime score was excellent. Which made the final score. As, as I'm saying the, the final score is always close. Not the, not the halftime score. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I, I, that, I don't even like hate the Seahawks that much anymore. I just hate the memory of that, oh, and that's it brings it back. Like. I, I I don't really like DK Metcalf because I think he's kind of a like a fake tough guy. We talked about oh, that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't hate them as a and, as an organization that much anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right. My other games that I kind of want to point out. I mean, there there's a few candidates here. Um, Falcons at Cowboys. This is interesting because the Falcons are looking real frisky, and the Cowboys are like a we need to come out and have a statement win because. They did not look good last week. They didn't look good the week before against the Vikings, obviously without Dak. But with yep. Dak, they did not look good. Um, another one is Browns at Patriots. Wild card kind of a matchup here. If both Odell teams, ends up going to the Patriots in a curveball. revenge game. Oh. Uh, both teams five and four. Uh, and another one is Saints at Titans. So this is obviously like the Titans are arguably playing the best football in the league right now. And the Saints are interesting because – Jameis is obviously out, and it's Trevor Simeon, and I still don't really know what to make of this team. The the Saints are the guy in pickup basketball that plays phenomenal defense and has a really high motor and just you know is all over his guy, and mm-hmm. he can't hit a shot to save his fucking life. Mm-hmm. All right, but those are the games. Those are the games I want to look at. Everything else, not really entertaining. Yep. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go into two minute drill. I have four. I also have four. Uh, you can start. All right. Ready, set, go. Is the new taunting rule destroying football? It's not destroying football, but it's certainly not fucking helping. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll do a little preview here. We're going to talk about that a lot next week. Mm-hmm. Just going to leave a little teaser out there. Um, yep. Who'd win in a fight, Josh Allen or Josh Allen? I'd, I'd probably say the defensive Josh Allen because the offensive Josh Allen is too nice of a person. Like oh. He's too easygoing. Like as he's we, a wuss. I, no. Well, okay. All right. You hate uh, him. <laughs> uh, who should be more concerned by the loss, the Bills or the Cowboys? The Bills, because I feel like the Bills' loss kind of showed a, a schematic weakness in the offense as a whole, whereas mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys just weren't taking the game seriously and got boat raced. And the Broncos are a lot more frisky. Yeah, the like Jags. Jaguars are really yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. This one is also about the Cowboys. Uh, does Mike McCarthy smash a watermelon this week to get back on track? No, I think that gimmick died last year, honestly. So I, he never smashes a watermelon again? I don't... Unless he accidentally sits on one. I don't... I mean... He might. Maybe. <laughs> Jerry Jones just sniffs, snucks, or sneaks in that watermelon. Jerry Jones waddling like, under the watermelon. Uh, all right. After a one-game sample size, is Jordan Love a franchise quarterback? Yes or no? Based on his performance this last week, no. That oh, could change. there it is. That there could is. change. Oh, no, no, that, that's all it was. But based on that performance, just, no. All right. Uh, should Cassius Marsh be in jail? 
for his obscene taunting penalty on Monday Night Football that uh, plenty of children saw and were influenced by. T- Tony Currendy sucks, man. Like he just sucks. My original question was, is he the worst? Then I was like, you know what? No, we're gonna spin this. T- Tony Currendy sucks. Cassius Marsh should I, be in jail. Okay, good. I, I just football's about emotion, man. Making splash plays, like that's I hate it. I, also, he didn't even taunt. He just walked <laughs> towards the sideline. Like, he walked. Yeah, he walked. He walked too aggressively. I saw his demeanor. He strutted. <laughs> Um, all right, last one because we need to talk about it. Did the Bengals peak too early. Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yes, they did. Oh, how they go from first place if, to. If you're a Bengals <laughs> fan, congratulations. Like, you're better than we thought you were because we thought you were going to be really bad. And there's stuff to build on there. They go from first place to last place in like 10 days. Yep. <laughs> it's a tough look. <laughs> AFC North, though, exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, my last question: Where will OBJ end up? I would say, as a Viking fan, because I can't have nice things, the Packers. But at the same time, I'm like, maybe I want him because he's not great in a locker room, as we've seen. So maybe that's like a destroy from OBJ. within. Yeah. Um, but I feel like maybe he goes to the Chiefs because the Chiefs are might panic about their offense, and like I said. Don't have that veteran receiver and a Sammy Watkins anymore, and they might want that in OBJ. So I think maybe they, I think the Chiefs will offer more money. Okay, and two minutes. Nice. All right. Can't believe you said Josh Allen would lose a fight. (laughs) Do you hate the Jaguars, Josh Allen too? Like, is it just all Josh Allens? Jesus, I just hate. I just hate the names Josh and Allen, (laughs) especially when you put them together. Ooh, wee man! You you were betrayed in like middle school by two friends (laughs) who were named Josh and Allen, and then there's a guy. There's a guy that I grew up with named Josh that just he sucked. There's a guy we know named Josh who sucks. No, I like. I <laughs> no, no, like literally grew up. Grew, or like he was on my, he was on my school bus. He was mean. Yeah, he wasn't a nice guy. So that's where it comes from. I'm maybe, glad that we got to the bottom maybe. of that. Although I haven't met a bad Allen. I've actually never met like an actual Allen. I don't think first name Allen. Did you like hate Home Improvement or something? Oh, I love Tim Allen. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, we we figured out half of it yeah. at least. We'll right. dive in deeper next week. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to our episode of Third and Forever, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. You can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com and find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever. 10K will repost our episodes each week, as well as links to the episodes, clips from the episodes, memes, and other content throughout the whole NFL season and in the offseason. Uh, you can also find links to Kevin and I's personals on there. Where we're a little more active each week, a little more biased, a little more emotional whatever you want to call it as the season calls for it. So thanks again for listening to another episode of Third and Forever. I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, final words. OBJ to Green Bay. OBJ to Green Bay.